I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world, which I'm saying for the first time. My name is Nathan <laughs> James Thomas Heisebauer, and as always, I'm joined by my best friend and confidant. His name is Lawrence, but no one cares about him, um, but we will listen to him while he briefly tells us what this show is all about. Over to you. Nathan, this is the show where we get together, we talk about movies, TV shows, games, all things pop culture, and we like to keep it lighthearted and fun. We avoid the toxic shite that you see from time to time, and we are going to have a good time doing it. Yeah, I guess. I'm so, My mind's... I don't know where we are. We've done this like seven times now. What's going on? I don't know what's going to be made... Like, what's going to be kept in the edit, but this is like the third time we've done this exact conversation. <laughs> in it's about involved, two minutes as well. In the space of two minutes. It's involved my fiancé coming home. It's involved me getting a drink. It's involved my dog scratching at the door. Everything has gone wrong in a very short space of time. But you know what hasn't gone wrong, Nathan? <clears throat> no, but I do know that there has been a murder. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. And I suspect <laughs> foul play. It's Benoit Blanc, everyone. He's our guest in the studio today. That's right. I'm he, I'm joining the boys to discuss... Are you going to do the whole episode like this? It's not me, Lawrence. It's our very special guest. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's here too, okay? <laughs> My apologies. Everyone needs to know that this week we're joined by Benoit Blanc, and he's going to give us his personal... Well, actually, why don't you uh, tell us why you're here, Benoit? Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm here... <laughs> To give my personal insight into these murders, because I suspect foul play. So in this scenario, <laughs> guest Benoit Blanc, this is a question to you. Uh, you are here to yeah. discuss the movie that you starred in about the real-life events that happened to you that you were unaware were being filmed. These, I, I don't know what a movie is. Okay, these are these are real. About these are real. These are real murders, sir. <laughs> And now I suspect foul play. You don't know, right? I hear you know the one line 
from from the movie Knives Out, which you which where you said that for the first time. What do you mean you don't know what a movie is? <laughs> I, I miss. I know what a movie is. I've seen a movie, of course. You've been playing Among Us. Don't tell me you don't know what a movie. I know is. about a mogus. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a movie, I misspoke, do forgive me, I'm awfully parched from my long and weary travels. Oh no, it appears that's time on our guest Benoit Blanc, he's a highly sought after man. No it's not, he's he's here all day. Oh good. We got him for the full hour. Oh fantastic. He'll pop in an hour every now and then. Good, oh I'm glad. So he's just going to sit here idly for long sections of the podcast. As Benoit often does, he likes to sit and observe and you know every now and then he'll he'll pop in with his own ideas and theories isn't that right benoit yes <laughs> good right at the risk of this podcast getting way too far in before the intro is even finished uh nathan can you play me my theme <laughs> another happy question it's time for another happy question as the theme is it say <laughs> fuck it yeah. did you figure out that one benoit i did Good. Thank you, Benoit. And you feel free to answer this too, Benoit. Uh, but you have to wait until the end of the episode because what we do is I ask Nathan a question. It normally pertains to the thing we're talking about, and we give him about forty minutes to an hour. Uh, and at the end of the episode, he gives us his answer. So, eagle-eyed listeners, no hawk. Hawk. What's a what's an animal that can hear really well? Um, a dog. Dog-eared listeners, <laughs> stay tuned for that one. Knives Out and Glass Onion have both had ensemble casts. You are the casting director for Knives Out 3. Who do you want to see? You don't have to give me the full cast, just some some select names that you desperately want to see in this kind of type of movie. And Benoit, if you don't know what this movie is, it's it's what happened to you presumably last week or something. Oh no, in 2020, I apologise. Oh, he's, he's on his phone, he's not listening. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing more Amogus. He is, he's playing more Amogus. Fantastic. But he's not good at it, he can't do it. He can't no, he, it out. he's very bad at dumb things. That's just something that I know about him. Oh, now he's getting a bath. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know why he's here with me, apparently. Yeah, why, is, why have you got a bath in your recording I place? I don't know. I just do. That's that's part of the law. Um, before we get into the many murders, um, we have some news, Lawrence. Oh, yes. All right. Well, I guess I'll say it. <laughs> no, I was, letting, I was letting you go with it. I, mean, I was... <laughs> You were passing it off to me. I you? was, but you just did a simple, oh, yes. And <laughs> I'm not touching that. Professional broadcasting etiquette is its never its never one to miss you. Anyway, here's the theme tune to our new podcast, what we're doing. Should we talk over this? I mean, maybe. I mean, we it's, are now. It's, so a, long, it's guess, a long intro, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess we are now. <laughs> so... This is uh, Still Got Legs, a new podcast which will be launching uh, very soon, very shortly, in the next couple of weeks or so. It's a Doctor Who rewatch podcast where we'll be looking at the Revival series, so from 2005 onwards, um, and we'll just be watching and discussing each episode week to week. So please join us if you are so inclined. If you already follow us on Twitter, we have tweeted it out. You can follow. We have a new Twitter account for the podcast called, uh, I think it's at Still Got Legs. I think we nailed at that one Still down. Still Got Legs Pod. Ah, we were close. Did someone take it? Still Got Legs is already taken. Yeah. Fuck. No, we realised that we were just basically making way too many off-the-cuff references to strange 2006 episodes of <laughs> Doctor Who. So we were like, 
We met, we, and, and we always derailed the conversation to a point where we wanted to expand on that. So we were like, why don't we just make a new podcast specifically yeah. to do that? It's, it's something we've wanted to do for literally years. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we're finally getting it off the ground and running. So like I said, that's going to be going in the next few weeks. Join us for all kinds of fun. We'll be discussing weirdos of the week. Maybe we'll look back and open some trading cards from back in the day. Who knows who knows oh, it's gonna be weird putting that one to bed isn't it when it finally comes out i've enjoyed the who knows the who, yeah that's what we've been teasing for the past like seven weeks if you didn't know. yeah if you again an incredibly niche reference from an episode of the show we won't get around to talking to for a very long time <laughs> at least two years so okay well let's hope it's still going in two years <laughs> from now and we finally get to pay that off nathan today we are talking about glass onion a Knives Out mystery, but in some parts of the world, a Knives Out story. In all parts of the world, a dumb title. I hate the title. It sucks the so The title hard. fucking sucks. Do you know who else hates the title? One Ryan Johnson. A man who does not miss. A man who lives rent-free in the minds of such characters like Ben Shapiro. Um, who is incapable of understanding how a movie works, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of fun on Twitter this week. It should just be called Glass Onion. Anyone that is interested in this movie knows it's a sequel to Knives Out. Netflix assume we are way dumber than we are. It's not just Netflix, because it's studios and anyone who wears a suit and just, they're all like, fucking Hunger Games and Game of Thrones and everything. Like, Game of Thrones. Only the first book is called Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then it's fucking a storm of fucking songs and fucking a cloak of claret characters and a fucking dance of dread. All that shit, I don't fucking know. A something of something. A man who has read the Game of Thrones saga. <laughs> and then like like fucking the Hunger Games, it's like first one's called Hunger Games, but then it's fucking what fucking Mocking Jay or whatever or Catching Fire. I was about to say Eclipse, but I'm pretty sure that's Twilight. No, yeah, Twilight's the same, though. Only the first one's called Twilight, and then it's New Moon, and it's those the same, because they need to have the branding. They need to have... Yeah. This, this is what the franchise is called, and it's stupid. Just just call it fucking this movie's title, but, you know, you got to have your big universe name or whatever. So. It's, it's not even just a regular franchise as well. It's an incredibly niche subgenre of one director's films. There's not many other Ryan Johnson whodunits to confuse it with. <laughs> There's not, no. You absolutely do not need to see Knives Out. No, you, you don't. Sure, it's people who have seen Knives Out will see that and go, oh, it's the next one, sure, I'll watch it. So I get it. I, I get why they do it. But, like, you can watch this first. And then watch Knives Out after, and it does not matter at all. The thing, the thing that primarily bothers me about it is Netflix literally have a built-in feature where you, they can auto-suggest what you should be watching directly as you finish that thing. Yeah. So just auto-fucking play the sequel if you're that terrified about it. <laughs> it did, actually. I, I finished this, and it automatically started playing Knives Out for me. Yeah, the, the opposite happened with me. That's how I ended up. I ended up watching it over Christmas with family, and I was like, this is not how I wanted to watch this movie, but it worked out okay. <laughs> Wow. You you famously avoided it uh, at your family's because of the motion smoothing that I'm sure your family have on. My my dad uh, attempted to put it on on Christmas Day. Um, Merry Christmas. Hope everyone had a good Christmas, by the way. Yes. Um, he, he tried to put it on, and I was like, stop right there. <laughs> no, 
and not watch it this year so you can fall asleep within half an hour and be mm. farting and snoring on the couch whilst I'm trying to watch my man, uh, a beautiful gay man, solve a mystery, all right? It's not it's not how I want to spend my Christmas day. The ultimate viewing experience is me alone in a dark room watching this movie. Well, let, let's talk about viewing experience, because this, this has the weirdest release that I think I've ever seen. Netflix went, we, we paid Ryan Johnson an enormous fee to basically own the second se- or the sequel to Knives Out and the second sequel to Knives Out, which would be Glass Onion and whatever the fuck is next. And they went, we're going to put this on Netflix. And then people went, we want to see it in cinemas. And they went, all right, we'll put it in cinemas for a week. It made a sizable chunk of money. And then they went, how much? I don't know how much. I know it did well. Tell me how much. I'm not a financial Netflix person. How the fuck would I know? I just know it, is, it was well received and it did well. And basically what happened was then Netflix went, we're now taking it away and we're putting it on streaming. Fuck knows why. I don't necessarily have a problem with it going on streaming. I just would pref- I would have preferred to watch this at the cinema, but I was my hand was kind of forced. Because if you weren't available for like six days, then they were like, nah, get fucked. And it was also only in like extremely niche locations. Like it was in some big cities and then that was it. What were your feelings on that? You like it, you like it when it goes to streaming. Don't I you? do, yeah, because it's just much easier for me to watch it. I don't have to bother going to the cinema. I can just sit at home and yeah. watch it. It's like I'm trying to watch Matilda at the moment because that's on Netflix US, but not on Netflix UK. But yeah, it's it's just much easier and more enjoyable for me. I don't like going to the cinema. It's just too annoying. There's always people there, and they're always, like, being alive and stuff. And being just, alive? Yeah, they tend yeah. to be, yeah, when you encounter people. Yeah. Don't no, like that, it. that's fair, yeah. No, no, no time for it. If I can watch something at home, then I will, every time. Uh, briefly, where are you at with... I know you like Ryan Johnson, but where are you at with Knives Out as a movie? I love Ryan Johnson. Sorry, nerds. Sorry, fucking... Sorry, Star Wars purists. Everyone. Sorry... Uh, fucking Ben Shapiro and your single panel of wood. Um, <laughs> I, I very much enjoy Ryan Johnson. I first movie is so good. Knives Out is, it's just, it's so much fun and it's just such yeah. a great murder. It's like a classic murder mystery. It's like even like in a big country house, all these mm. people, a whole cast of characters. Someone's died under mysterious circumstances. But then it's all framed in a different light. Like you think you know what happened, but actually this isn't what happened. And it's yeah. it's it's great. It's just masterful it, fucking storytelling. It puts all its eggs in the basket of this is a whodunit. And then like 40 minutes in, we're like, oh, she did it. Oh, she did it. But then she didn't do it. And it's it's the screenplay is just so fucking tight. It's ridiculous. It's it's really, really good. And then you get to the, the moment, the big reveal where Benoit's doing his big monologue and stuff. And it's, it's gripping. It's yeah. just every word that comes out of his mouth, you're just, this is incredible. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, which means that this movie had a lot to live up to, really been a, a sequel of sorts. Knives Out set the bar, and this had to level it, yeah. Yes, this is the next mystery the Benoit will be solving. Um, so it had a lot to live up to. I think it did suffer slightly. Um, not in the case of it didn't live up to, um, to what we got in Knives Out, but because I struggled with um, trying to be a clever cunt, basically. <laughs> You're trying to outsmart the yes, my yeah, yeah. because it's like it's like that thing you know when you watch an M Night Shyamalan movie or when you watch an episode of Black Mirror, 
you know that there's a twist and that there's the computer did it. It was exactly. the computer. Yeah. Society was a phone or whatever, <laughs> and you know that like something that's been shown to you is disingenuous. You don't know what it is. You don't know how big it is. It could be all of it. it could be a tiny, significant fraction. You don't know what it is, but you know that something is not quite right. And I think I spent too long of um, of the first half of this movie trying to figure out what it was rather than just enjoying the movie and watching it. Do you think that was kind of down to the movie in terms of... Because I know it's... Ryan Johnson doesn't repeat the same trick twice. Like, he's he always does That some, was my yeah. mistake, because I was like, oh, so this is the Anna de Armas character and and where, <laughs> and who's the Chris Evans and, and all of this stuff. But, like, yeah. he's not going to do the same shit again, though, is he? Mm. He's... He's fucking smarter than that. So I was trying to put it in those terms where I should have just sat the fuck back and just watched the movie. Where all right, now well now that you've seen it and now that you you know the outcome and you're not trying to guess it, where 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 did it land for you? It's great. It's it's fucking it's great. It's a good heap of fun. It's um a really it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um I do like how the mystery unfolds, how it's completely different from what you expect initially yeah. like the mystery is oh it's not this mystery at all it's actually a completely different mystery um it's it's i heard ben shapiro that was one of his main fucking things yeah. where he was like here's a misdirect <laughs> the, the mystery movie told me a lie <laughs> yeah oh sorry hang on uh hypothetically uh the mystery movie <laughs> let's say hypothetically you are watching a movie and hypothetically the movie is uh oh fuck <laughs> The Daily Show, more like The Daily Go. Fuck yourself, Ben Shapiro. Isn't, isn't The Daily Show like Jon Stewart? Maybe. They all feel like old... Go fuck... <laughs> all of you go fuck yourselves. I think John, John Stewart's like a very left-wing liberal guy. Good guy. Who's the, right? No, no, no. you got to, right, you got to Google this now. Get, get on the keys. Tell me who hosts The Daily Show. I need to know. What I'm am I just... Googling? Uh, oh, The Daily Show's Trevor Noah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Trevor Noah's great. I'm sorry, Trevor. It, I think it, it was Jon Stewart. He's gone to something else. Yeah, no, it's Trevor Noah. But I think Trevor, Noah, Trevor Noah's leaving it now. What is, at, at risk of fucking your Google recommended, what oh. fuck, What does Ben Shapiro host? I'm sure it's the Daily Something. They're all Daily Somethings. Daily Wire? Fuck, it was the Daily Wire. Is that it? He just hosts the Ben Shapiro Show. Okay. The Daily Wire? More like The Daily Why Are You Alive, Ben Shapiro. I don't think he hosts The Daily Wire. Fuck! The, the Ben <laughs> Shapiro Show? More like The Ben Shapiro No. There we go. Nailed Great. it. Let's move on. I suffered in a similar way because I was... Not in that I was trying to outsmart the script because I was just kind of getting along with it and watching it. But I constantly found myself comparing it to Knives Out. Not in the way of like, how's the structure going to work? And who's the, Chris, um, who's the Chris Evans person? Who's the guilty one? Whatever. I was just constantly thinking about like the characters and the, like, the ensemble cast in this one and the ensemble cast in the previous one. I think I'm going to use this podcast to try and move away from it. Because if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I found Knives Out, the characters in Knives Out and the ensemble cast, I think were used better in mm. like you think of Knives Out and you think of like Chris Evans playing against type was great Jamie Lee Curtis like it was just perfect for rich white middle class or upper class snob and you you know you think of Michael Shannon who's fucking just like, like just fucking hilarious in all of the scenes and then like the the Stranger Kids kid who's like wanking over like fucking Nazi videos and shit just like they're they're all knocking it out of the park even the small parts um but yeah no I think I think this is I think Glass Onion is really fun 
But I don't know. What do you make of the like the individual characters, like the Cluedo board of people? It, it's weird because in Knives Out, they're all terrible people. Yeah, like all of them. They all seem like they're well, not all of them, but they some of them like will present themselves as nice and and present themselves as like one of the the more friendly people. But as soon as you know the curtains turn and it turns out they don't get what they want, the fucking the facade is lifted and you see how fucking shitty they all are. Really, yeah. they're all terrible people. Um, Glass Onion. They, I think it's kind of the other way around. They're all presented as terrible people at first. Um, and then as the story moves on, you find out more about... Some of them are terrible people, um, but yeah. things change. And they're not... Maybe they're not all bad. They're all still pretty shitty. No, but, but within their own like billionaire status circle, they're... They're trying to do better than what they've been doing or what they've been... Like, I don't think of any of them are billionaires apart from Elon Musk. Sorry, not Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> so, so transparently. <laughs> I, I just love the balls on Ryan Johnson to make like a Star Wars movie that pissed off apparently the entire fucking world. Which it didn't. No, it didn't. But it created an extremely loud minority. Yeah. Um, and I just love how he was like, oh, I'm just going to... Oh, you all like Elon Musk, do you? Well... Fuck him, I'm going to make him the dumbest cunt in the world in my He's a movie. weird, dumb nerd yeah. who does dumb shit. Edward Norton is perfect for that role as well. <laughs> he, he is very good, because he's also just an insufferable prick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so he is he is good at playing that role. Um, yeah, no, I, li- I like the cast. I, I think they're... Um, I don't know how I'd compare them necessarily to Knives Out because I don't, I don't think you should compare them really because yeah, they are two they're two different beasts really. Mm. Knives Out is sort of more of the the classic you know Cluedo whodunit style in the stately manner and all that sort of stuff and this takes a bit of a turn where it's it's not even really a murder well it's it's literally a murder mystery at first but then it's you know it's not really and yeah you, you know you know who it is from the very beginning like. But you don't know. Well, actually. you do. You do, and you don't. But you don't know. I think. I think you do necessarily. I think you do. But you also kind of don't know what they did, and and you, like it's almost like the crime is revealed in this one as the subversion, rather than who did it is the subversion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of, kind of. I guess it's a very weird movie. Like Ryan it is Johnson, a very weird movie. He's he's got big balls to just be like, I three act structure. Nope. <laughs> Daniel Craig is fucking phenomenal. And yeah. you can tell he, for some reason, this is, he's like, he's like, ah, oh, I love this. And I just want to do this forever. Um, yeah. And I think he should. I absolutely think he should because he is very good uh, at Benoit. Uh, thank you. Uh, Benoit Blanc for some reason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're welcome, Benoit. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's very good at that role and he's having so much fun with it. I love his little outfits. He's, yeah. His little fucking his blue striped uh, shorts and his little neckerchief number. Oh, be- what a beautiful man! What a beautiful yeah. man! Just stride about. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to Greece. You are. That's something I do know very well. So, maybe maybe I've picked up some inspiration for some of my. Uh... <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna you're gonna bust out a two piece, are you? Oh my, bust out the old the old neckerchief and the two piece. Oh, <laughs> the flared trousers, like the, yeah. the kind of beige flared look with the flan- the fancy shirt. One thing I wasn't expecting. This was all set around COVID, kind of. Yeah, I don't, where, where are you at with like? 
things doing that. Like, 2020 was just rife with sitcoms being like, the pandemic! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I have avoided mostly everything that is, like, set during the pandemic because I just yeah. I have no interest in dramas or comedies or just anything around the pandemic because it sucked yeah it's a bad time for all involved and i don't want to be reminded of that this isn't about the pandemic at all it's not about it's more just like a kind of a framing device but not even really it's just one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Something that is prevalent, really. Well, that, that's that's my... I, 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 yeah, I'm so... When I saw that everyone was like over like FaceTime or whatever and then like Daniel yeah. Craig was locked in um at the, at the beginning and then they all had masks and stuff I was genuinely like please 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 let this not be the thing yeah and I was thinking like I've seen all the trailers none of them are wearing masks and uh, I was a bit confused yeah I, I, I don't know I think it's I think you're right it was so minor that I just wondered why it was there at all like it kind of is gonna date the film I think I guess but I don't know I I, I feel like with the with Knives Out as well, like, they're, they're kind of timeless mysteries. Do you know what I mean? Like, this could have happened anywhere at any time. Maybe less so with Glass Onion, because it's more about the, like, tech industry and blah, blah, blah. I feel like dating it to such a specific period of time, when it was such a minor thing, like, it's not gonna... It doesn't fucking ruin the experience for me, but it felt like a weird choice to be like, this happened. And I was just like, like it could have just been that he was doing a string of, like, shit jobs where he was solving the, the puzzles in, like five minutes and then being like i need something to fucking challenge me like because he's obviously just like kind of a bit run down with not being able to do anything that could have been run down with like mundane cases that are easy to crack i don't know it could have been i, I don't want to say but like oh it, it could have been this and that would have been better it just feels like the covid shoehorn was a bit odd <laughs> um i guess but it also it also links into like the elon musk shit as well and stuff and like and like the other people and stuff as well. Though. What with, like, with Ethan Hawke coming in and giving everyone the cure for COVID, and then no, never... no, not even that. Like it, it, like Kate Hudson, like she got like super rich off fucking sweatpants just before lockdown and oh, stuff. That's and true, yeah. Other stuff like that. So she's side point. She is phenomenal in this. Very funny. Like probably, I think probably my favorite character. <laughs> Her fucking mask as well. <laughs> it's like it's literally just like fishnet. Like yeah, not nothing. It's, it's an accessory just, more than an actual. It's literally just thing. a fucking net over her face, and then even after that, she she's at the villa and she's like, "Oh, good to have my mask off. I can finally breathe." And it's like <laughs> you can always breathe. <laughs> I like. Um, I, I saw Ryan Johnson did like a like a breakdown of that scene, and it was really interesting to hear. Like it is a brilliant scene that sets up all the characters at the beginning because you've got like. Catherine Hahn's character is like, 
wearing it to keep up appearances, but like it's falling all over her face and she's not moving yeah. it. Her nose yeah. is out. Um, Benoit Blanc's wearing it. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, the scientist, is wearing it properly. Um, and yeah, like you say, Kate Hudson's just like it's 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 not it's pointless. Yeah, <laughs> it may as well nothing. not be on her face. It's absolutely nothing. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's, um, Dave Batista just isn't wearing one at all. Same yeah, which is very on brand. And even Hawk doesn't need one because he's got the cure for COVID or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, that was just such a silly joke, wasn't it? Just <laughs> such a silly. You're you're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> all right. Look, like obviously, the I think the well, the first one was more about like. I don't know, like the the like not new money, but more like the the elitist, you know, nepotism and like uh, like white liberalism and kind of shit like that. This is obviously more of an attack on, as we already said, and we're not the first ones to point this out by a long shot. The Elon Musk and capitalism and billionaire culture and all of that. What did you like? It even ties into the reveal. What did you make of like that direction to go? Um, I, I thought it was great. I I really liked how spoiler alert. Um, the the whole when it boils down to it the whole actual murder mystery element of it when it's revealed that he he did in fact murder fucking thingy her her sister and he did like steal the fucking company or whatever when it boils down to it that doesn't matter because he'll get away with it because he's rich and he's powerful and he can and like there's nothing anyone can do about that but what they can do is attack him in another way yeah. Um, and that stuff I thought was really powerful. I was I was on the edge of my seat thinking, oh my god, is this about to be the most anticlimactic letdown? You know, like it's the it's the flip side of like imagine if Get Out had ended with the cops arresting Chris rather than it being his friend like from the TSA or something that pulled up. Mm. Um, and it was the flip side of like, do you really want to go for that morbid of an ending? No, of course you don't. In this fun murder mystery, you want to see the billionaire eat shit. Like, you yeah. just do. I was terrified when, like, Benoit Blanc was like, there's nothing I can do. Um, that was a really good part, by the way, Benoit. Uh, thanks for... That was a great line line delivery from you there. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's left. <laughs> yeah, he's left. I didn't... That's funny. I didn't hear he him get out of the bar. <laughs> it's funny. Someone came up to him with a letter. They were like, Mr. Blanc, we need you. And he's like, oh, I suspect foul play. <laughs> oh, glad he did it. And then he left. Catchphrase. I like that. <laughs> it's very him. He does that sometimes. He, he often gets out of baths and goes yes. and solves mysteries. No, I yeah. just... I was I was worried about the ending, and then it got me thinking, then, like, the Mona Lisa was there, and it kept being there throughout the entire film, and I was like... Yeah. Something's going on. It's got to be something. Yeah, yeah. there and was it, there was yeah. literally <laughs> in this movie there was literally a fucking Chekhov's gun as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> which was quite fun. That's the brilliance of Ryan Johnson, though, isn't it? Because like from the get go, like one the the main thing I love about this, and it's it's even called out directly. Like I can't remember the exact line, but people's obsession with billionaires and yeah. how that much money equates to being genius and intelligent and yeah, it's just it's not the, the, the only conceivable way that a billionaire can exist is through exploitation because it's not human beings can't naturally earn that amount of money you you can't Nor should they no you and that's you shouldn't absolutely and it's the notion that billionaires they're just on a different level and we're of, of course we don't understand because they're on such a higher playing field than we are like of course we wouldn't we wouldn't con- we wouldn't be able to conceive of that being possible and it's just like no it's just fucking they're just dumb as rocks they just steal from people more talented than they are and use their pre-existing exposure to be like i did this and use their wealth to get away with it and hide it, yeah. any fucking evidence of wrongdoing yeah. and, and 
Yeah, and the cycle repeats itself and they get richer and richer and richer. And there's fucking, there's clues of that all throughout the movie. It's like, it's not even really hidden. Just the fact that like, he he straight up says like, oh, he got someone to like design the boxes. And then he Mm. had, you know, like fucking a mystery writer write the mystery that fucking Benoit solved in five minutes, which was great, by the way. Fucking amazing moment when he just... Just immediately goes, oh, it's Birdie. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. I just, I like, just on a, on a like, in, in, take notes, Chris Nolan. By the way, this is how you wank on a page. Um, <laughs> like this is this is the just just taking the entire, not even just not the plot, but like the semblance of a, a a complex that could have been the movie in itself. Yeah, it could have been a script if you flesh that out for two hours, and and he did it in like two pages of dialogue and went, yeah, we're not doing that again. Um, yeah. But no, I love. I just love the concept of like it is like you're saying. It is littered throughout the entire movie that every every single idea that he has is just ripped off or stolen from someone else. Um, and I love the idea that as a culture, watching that, we are we're guilty of it because the 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 third act twist is that we should have noticed all of this was stolen and ripped off and of course because mm. that was the clues aren't so like on a rewatch i'd imagine this is going to be so like so much of a shameful experience of like how did i not get that before <laughs> um but yeah i just like that he takes the the real world obsession with billionaires and kind of frames it as an audience device almost like a wake up kind of thing yeah like, you op- open your fucking eyes and stop being blind to dumb people getting away with it yeah yeah, it's too woke for me though. Oh, yeah, it's way too woke. <laughs> way too woke. Ben yeah. Shapiro's right. <laughs> ben Shapiro is is often right. No, he's not. I can't even go through that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want you don't want that on a clean recording. <laughs> no, he's wrong and he's an idiot. Um, Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, he's um, Benoit's partner. Uh, <laughs> just, just great. Very, very fun. Yeah. <laughs> and just a complete shock as well. Yeah. Was not expecting it, but... I thought I thought I recognised the voice first time. Yeah, I did too. But I wasn't certain, and then it just, just straight up opens the door and it's Hugh Grant, and I was like, ha, 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 very good. <laughs> that is good, yeah. <laughs> the, where does he live? Could you tell? No, I, I, I thought it was New York, but then I yeah. thought it was Paris... Um, I got London vibes from it. Yeah, they kind of looks like. I think it's supposed to be New York. I think. Yeah. Because uh, in the first one, they mentioned the the New York Times and shit. They did a profile on him, didn't they? I want. I wonder where like posh man Hugh Grant. I, I, it's right. Firstly, we don't even know if it's actually Hugh Grant. What? <laughs> I, I I think they say he has a name. Oh, do they? Okay. I, I think Benoit calls him a name. Because he's because he's got he's interacting with Rick, like Serena Williams is in this. Uh, the, <laughs> that the Serena Williams was very funny. Yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. <isn't it>? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's also he's on the fucking Zoom playing a Mogus with fucking Stephen Sonnenheim and yeah and Natasha Lyons and stuff as well. <laughs> just, for some reason, just great. I like how Ryan he like he's he's got those people in his phone now, and he's just like, yeah. you want to come and <laughs> Stephen's probably like. What is among us? And he's like, don't worry, just 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 look like you're at home having a good time. Basically. I am the imposter. <laughs> yeah. Very good. There is an imposter among us. So obviously when when someone is like cast in one of these now, and I think when the the cast of the first one was such a big deal and like a main kind of standout and highlight, when when the cast was announced for this one, it's got some like some quality names in that have been active, obviously like Leslie Odom Jr., even though it was like millions of years ago, but He's so popular because of Hamilton. 
Yeah. Um, you got Catherine Hahn, who's just done like fucking Wonder Vision and presumably many other things, but she's in the she's in the public sphere uh, sphere because of that. Um, mm-hmm. What did you have any like? I, I'll say my point, and then maybe you can speak to that because I don't really know what I'm asking you. I kind right. of felt like I wanted some more from their individual characters. Like as an ensemble, I think they work great, but like yeah. Dave Bautista felt very clearly defined. Yeah, because he was just some fucking alt right streaming dickhead that would fucking say anything for a couple of quid yeah um and just a uh, general moron basically but i felt like leslie Odom jr's character like besides being like a scientist like he's such a fucking talented guy like it's insane how good he is at like so many things i think i think what what you're getting at is because and i kind of agree with this um they're not you've got leslie Odom jr you've got Catherine hunt leslie Odom jr such a talented fucking individual Catherine Hahn one of the funniest people working yeah. and that they're not being used for what they're usually being used for they're not being used in that same manner which I guess can be a little off-putting well I, I guess maybe with Catherine Hahn but Leslie Odom Jr like I'm, I'm not expecting him to like jump on a table and start singing the room where it happens or anything in this <laughs> I mean yeah I wouldn't mind it <laughs> for sure um I don't know I just felt like I, wa- I just wanted a little bit more from his character from me Maybe it okay. is just him. I, li- I quite liked Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn's great at playing, like, the straight woman and, and finding the comedy in that. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you know, she's, she's like the I'm not going to do wrong fucking um, politician. But then, like, when the gloves come off, she's just, like, fucking telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. But I don't know. I just felt like Leslie Odom Jr.'s character left a little to be desired. And maybe I'll find it on a rewatch. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I felt like there could have been some more done. I, I would probably say the same with Michael Shannon in the first one, though. Do you think? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about what Michael Shannon can do and the mm. fucking lengths that he can go to in... Heresy and fucking, <laughs> I will find. And just yeah, you got some of that though. With like, I won't eat one iota of shit. You got a tiny fragment of it, yeah. but I think for a lot of knives out, he's just very. Uh, we can help you. I don't know. I think I think you get a fair amount. Like you get him that scene where him and his walking stick and kind of like threaten Marta with like the the discovery of her mum. Yeah, but it's, it's all it's all very subtle, which is good. And, yeah. and it's it's a good performance, but it's just not what you usually get from a Michael Shannon. I guess With so. Michael Shannon, he's very much uh, in your face, and he is yeah. big and bombastic. And I'm he... going to arrest that fish in the shape of water. That's what I'm going to do. He fucking hates that fish, man. Yeah. He, he does not like the fish I'm not surprised he keeps flooding bathrooms and having <laughs> sex with women. Yeah, well, I'm, maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe he's right to not like the fish, man. Um, one thing I did enjoy is there's the the weird ongoing joke about the guy who's also there, but he's not involved. <laughs> he's he's just going through something and he yeah. just needs to hang out or whatever. Just, just like the, it just seems like this big Lebowski kind of fucking <laughs> yeah. like Cheetos eating guy. I think he's he's isn't he the cop in Knives Out as well? I think he might be. Yeah, he's the fucking not the main detective, but the other one, the one that's like, like a big fan of Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a dumb joke. Like, I know. I, and I think that's Ryan Johnson shines in those moments as well. Like, um, he knows he's brilliant. Like, he knows he's a fantastic writer. And I think like he can he can do like subversions of expectation. He can do like a, an amazing grand reveal speech. 
He can pull yeah. off some amazing feats in a script. But some of his best moments are like just little gags like that, or like one of my favorite things in Knives Out mm. is when um, um, when Fran discovers um, Harlan's body in like the opening credit. Um, yeah. And instead of just like you, you're expecting the traditional ah, and then cut to the title card. And instead, she just drops a mug of tea and goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. brilliant. It is really um, good. Yeah, just just again, we love a film that's like. This is so well fucking directed, and when you pair this level of directing with a script that just slaps on all cylinders, like it's it's an easy win for Ryan Johnson again. Who did um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt play in this? Because he always has a cameo. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, do you? I do. Who was it? <laughs> do you want to have a guess? I'll get. I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll give you some clues. He wasn't on the screen. Was he a voice? He was a voice. He's ve- he's, it's a very similar performance to that he gave in Knives Out, where he was the show that Marta's sister was watching. You know, he did the voiceover like, I'm going to get you, you evil bastard, or whatever. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on, because I have no idea. <laughs> he's Edward Norton's clock that goes bong. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm so dumb. That is very funny. All in all, um, a very good movie. Uh, really good cast all around. Great cast of characters. Great twists throughout it and stuff. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like I said, Ryan Johnson does not miss. Every time the that credit comes up once it's done and it's just written and directed by Ryan Johnson, I'm like, oh, I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I just want a t-shirt that says written and directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> just so nerds can cry when they see yeah. it. <laughs> or throw eggs at you from a bus or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what those weird people actually do when they're not just terminally online. <laughs> yeah, they don't go outside. So I don't know how it. they interact with any like yeah. real people. If you are checking in or if you missed the opening uh, or the intro, what we do is I ask Nathan a question at the start of every episode. Oh another happy question we're doing the theme at the end apparently now and the sound effects have come out we went a whole episode almost with no sound effects uh, at the start of every episode i ask nathan the question pertaining to whatever we're talking about i give him 40 minutes to an hour the time we record for to uh, let him ponder my question uh, and then he will give his answer which he'll do in just one moment i asked him that he is the casting director of knives out three uh, I want to see Knives Out 3. I did it myself. <laughs> I know. I also did that a moment ago. You did? Okay. Well, at least we can be honest with each other. I want to see... I want to know who is going in your third Benoit Blanc who done it. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you, can take, you can take a minute. I'll cut the minute out. Uh, no, no. Here's what we'll do. Just for fun. Because why? Because I'm just staring at my packs of Doctor Who <laughs> battles in time card so here's what we'll do, we'll, do. we'll have Christopher Eccleston we'll have David Tennant Good. we'll have Matt Smith we'll have Peter Capaldi we'll have Jodie Whittaker we'll have David Tennant again playing another character <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we'll have I don't know fucking Paul McGann as well why not sure that's on vein with like the same people on Twitter just like demanding a Muppets movie where Benoit Blanc is the only human character in it and he's solving a, a fucking Kermit murder mystery or some bullshit. Not gonna lie, I would love to see that. That'd be I think it'd be fun. It would be quite good. <laughs> I feel like he's like, it takes a special skill to be able to interact with a puppet genuinely. And I, th- I think Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc could easily nail that. I think he could do it, yeah. Yeah, he's, for sure. There's something about Benoit. He's, he's got a magic to him where he seems... He seems weird, but he seems capable at the same time. He's yeah. like, 
I feel, I feel like he puts on a facade of a bit of a bumbling idiot. Yeah, but for he's, sure. But he's he's always in control. He always knows exactly what's going on. But he but he likes to make himself seem a little bit of a, a fool at I, times. I like that he's not like a... Henceforth, it was this person as they yes. came hence from the thing. Like, And so we come to you, Professor. Yeah, he's stuff. like all of us when we're making a point. He's just fucking rambling until he lands. Yeah. And I, I like that. Um, I think that's us done. Oh, oh. Oh, me having a yawn. And without a moment to spare, as Nathan <laughs> is clearly wanting to hit the hay. Um, uh, absolutely not. Because, Lawrence... Oh, shit. There has been a murder. Oh, he's back. And I suspect foul play. <laughs> Did you solve your murder and come back, Benoit? I did. It was <laughs> you. <laughs> it was me. Oh no! Yeah. You are under arrest. You can't sir. do that. You're just the fucking private eye. No, I I have contacted the authorities, good oh, sir. Oh no! Well, good. Thanks for telling me, so I can now leave. They are on their way to you now. Oh. Good Very sir. good. It it was gonna get some play eventually, wasn't it? <laughs> Are you happy that that's how it, it came out? Yeah. I, I, that wasn't what I was going for at first, but then it just hit me like, oh, I can do this now. I've, I've got my buttons. I've got my buttons. <laughs> my silly little buttons. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this, uh, you can check out new episodes. They go live Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, we have over 100 of these bad boys now. Uh, and oh, we do? We do. Two of them involve Ben from Canada. One involved Mr. Sunday Movies. I'm just going to keep plugging that. Our 200th episode, we're going to go for the biggest guest possible. Bigger than Mr. Sunday Movies, Claire Tonti. <laughs> Actually said, but I don't know if this made it in, but apparently in Australia, a bigger, a bigger name, a bigger celebrity than James himself. She's doing a sing-along? She is doing a sing Have you listened to her song? I have listened to her. It's quite good. Good little tune. I like it. Yeah, good little yeah. day. Yeah. What a wholesome yeah. plug from Claire, who <laughs> most certainly doesn't need our help. No. Uh, you can give us a little follower on social media at Another Happy Pod. Um, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Hive. Uh, <laughs> we're still not on, not on Hive, and no one is either on Hive anymore. No. Uh, we're, we're somewhere else. We're on YouTube as well. TikTok. TikTok. YouTube. Um, um, and at Still Got Legs Pod yes. on uh, Twitter as well. Um, we are aiming for January the 9th. The first three episodes will be released. That is Rose. That is the end of the world. That yeah. is the unquite dead, I believe. Is that the first um, three? Yeah, it probably is. I think so, yeah. yeah. We, we should probably record those pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, probably should actually. Yeah, I should watch those and then also do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so there we go. The first three will be coming out uh, that week together and then yes. we'll be... Uh, just a regular weekly episodes. They'll come out Mondays at 10 a.m. But again, we'll we'll tell you closer yeah. to the time. Well, we're aiming to have a very good time. It is something we've wanted to do for mm-hmm. a long time. So we hope you enjoy it as much as we will inevitably enjoy losing our minds over dumb things. Next week, we're going to be doing this. So what does her heartbeat sound like? Mighty. Wowee. Whales in the sea in the sky. I haven't seen it. Well, there's a whale in the trailer. You don't watch trailers much, do you? I don't you? watch trailers. All right, well, it's in the water. You can imagine there'll be a big whale at some point. <laughs>
It's also on an alien planet. I don't even know if they have whales. Well, they're not technically whales. They're more like Pandora version of whales. Good whales, though. They're very fun. Um, Yeah, catch that. Uh, We will see you next Friday at 10 a.m. Stay safe. Stay bussing. Keep it real. I suspect foul play. Oh, now he's back. (laughs) Benoit, get out of here. Get out of here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.